Good morning, everybody. Happy holidays from Tam and Janet. I hope you all had a blessed Christmas. And Tam and I are here today to talk about what's coming next. Yes, we are. I'm so excited, Janet. I'm excited about January. I, I'm ex. You know, I've been. Tomorrow is the day I do my astrology of 2024. So I've been working on that for weeks. It seems like right, interrupted by a new baby coming and. <laughs> you know, holidays and all of that. So I've been, you know, doing this in bits and pieces. And finally, yesterday, I got it all together. And I'm amazed at what 2024 is bringing. And it starts day one with January 1st, yep. which it's is just wonderful. Sunday, Monday. Yeah, I know it's, it's, I feel like 2023 has been a um, kind of like a blur, but nobody will forget 2023. There were so many twists and turns. That number five built into the 20. I know it was a seven year, but 23 itself is a five energy. Yes. And yeah, the twists and turns that were in 2023, like not, no offense, but closing the book on 2023, <laughs> I don't mind. I do believe I've already put my 2023 away because yeah, now I'm I just did. 2024. Um, I didn't oh. want to look at 2023 no more. I got them both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I, I figured because the next time I would use the almanac would be in January. I just put 2023s yeah. away. Like you filed it away. It's all filed it away. But we have so much going on that really begins in January, but not necessarily January 1st, at least in my estimation, the whole idea of New Year's resolutions and oh. all of that really doesn't take shape, I don't think, until we get to the January 11th new moon. Mm -hmm. um, and there are several reasons for that. So everybody take a breather. Ooh. Sit back. Let's raise our glasses. You got to raise your coffee to me. Get my, you get your coffee. I have my gratitude Cheers. cup this morning. Grateful. Salud. Boom. Right. Take some time for yourselves these next couple of weeks and really get some clarity about what you want from 2024, what you want in your business, what you want in your family, your finances, your health and any other area of life that you can think of. But don't feel pressured or pressed yeah. to be ready on January 1st to do it because the energy isn't really with us for it. That is exactly right. I want to like highlight that the um, illustration for 20 for January 2024. This uh -huh. is we were just talking about um, how 2023 was such a roller coaster. Uh -huh. It's safe for me to expect great experiences this year. What a nice statement. Like you don't have to be ready to like jump in, like you said, January 1st, but it's safe for you to expect great experiences. Like, let's go slow, pressing the gas on this thing. <laughs> it's, it's it well, right? <clears throat> I don't know that the universe is going to allow the slow press on the gas, but I think the number one thing that all of us need to remember is that we are in the driver's seat. We yes. may not be able to be in control of what's happening in our outer world, yeah. but those things are going to happen irregardless of whether we are spending sleepless nights worrying about them yeah. um, or we are, you know, constantly in anxiety waiting for the next shoe to drop. Those things are going to happen. Right. The only thing we can control is our own responses to everything right. that is showing up. And that's the amazing aha moments, I think, for us as we go into January. Now, you know, we start the, the first with Mercury turning direct. Yay! I know. Well, you're not joking. Yay. 
Yeah. This <laughs> has been an interesting Mercury retrograde in term. Usually it's like my technology. Well, I had a couple of tech hiccups, but it's been all about communication with people, yeah. interpersonal uh, relationships and all of that. Yeah. And uh, Mercury turning direct back at eight. Capricorn is really good for me in my personal chart. <laughs> so, so I'm liking it. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What do you think about Mercury going direct? Oh, are you kidding? Uh, the Virgo in me is is doing a tap dance over here. Yeah, I've had a I've <laughs> I've had a fair few issues with the Mercury retrograde, including this morning with some tech stuff. But um, yeah, I'm just ready for it, and let's oh, yes. let's bring it. Yeah, let's bring it. So Mercury turns direct at eight Capricorn. So the Capricorn sector of your chart is ready to explode. Mm. So everybody who's out there this morning, and I want to just say good morning to Christine Buckingham and S. Little. And I think that's Sharon Little. Um, J-Lo, good morning to you. Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel, good morning. Narges, good morning. And Julie, good morning to you. And it's great to have all of you listeners there. And I know there are people in the background because I can see the number is higher than the people I see here. So good morning to everybody. Um, yeah, hold on to your hats. I mean, the Capricorn energy is really just now building. And we can see that in the charts that uh, we pull. For example, uh, did I pull? Oh, I didn't pull this morning's. But here is what the new moon will look like. Oh, oh, there's so much there. Oh my God. Look at that. Yeah. And I can't get it to come in, but it is Mars, the moon, sun, Pluto. And then the ascendant is also that day with the new moon in uh, Capricorn. So we have what is called a stellium as we move on into the month. So all of that will be building between Monday, uh, the first and the 11th as we move on into January. Let's do a quick, a quick uh, 11th one. 11 that that um new moon in capricorn i mean it just says everything all those initiating one energies in in cap holy moses i just think it's really brilliant for bringing everything together and mapping out your plan yeah exactly right tam and this is why i say don't don't uh try to force yourself into making oh. resolutions now or to taking action direct, you know, on the first or on the second, even because it's just not there completely. Right. And once we get to that new moon, then there's plenty of time to start to enact those things, those yes. goals, those dreams, those um, ideas out into the world. Yes. But up until that point, and remember, even though Mercury goes direct on the first, we're still in the shadow of the Mercury retrograde mm -hmm. until January 20th. Mm -hmm. So sit back and enjoy, dream a little dream, dream plan, little. but just don't expect that you're going to be able to execute everything that you want to do just right. from the first. Just won't say, happen. Dream a big dream, Janet. Let's go big this year. Let's go big dream big. Okay. Go <laughs> big or go home. This to me, as we look ahead, um, we have on, so Mercury goes direct in Capricorn. On the 4th, so just a few days later, Mars moves into Capricorn. Right? Is that right? <laughs> you have me question. Yes, Mars oh, moves yeah. into Capricorn. I'm so, yes, yes, yes. And, and yes. Mars does really well in Capricorn. Yeah, that's it's um Capricorn to me is you know is very deliberate. It's a Saturn ruled sign and it's goal planning, 
it's goal setting and, and actions taken toward goals and things like that. And Mars loves that. The only thing that Mars gets a little frustrated about in Capricorn is the slower pace that pace, Saturn will yeah. sometimes um, yeah. initiate. So for sure. Yeah. So now we all have Mercury. Then we'll have Mars yep. in the first week of the month mm -hmm. in Capricorn, as well as the sun. I forgot to say that the sun already in Capricorn. So we've got sun and Mars, which means lots of energy. Lots of energy. Right? Lots of energy. Mercury, lots of possible communicating about business or learning new skills that can apply to your business, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So the first whole week of January is very lovely in terms of getting ready. Yeah. Right? Getting ready. Getting those okay. shoes on and mode. yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like when I go to take a walk, right? I have to put my warmer clothes on. Then I have to put my reflective vests on. Then I've got to put my walking shoes on. And then I'm ready to go for the walk, right? And, uh, oh, I got to grab my water. Can't go yep. for a walk without the water. So it's like that, right? We're getting all the pieces <laughs> put together so we could take our walk. Absolutely. I love yeah. it. We're, we're prepping for the game. Prepping. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Um, anything else that first week that you see that you want to talk about? No, nope. uh, my, my next thing is that moon, that big, crazy moon that you can cover all of those transits. For me, I, I yeah. go right into the 11th. Yeah, well, I'm going to go backwards in time to the 8th and the 9th, um, mostly the uh, 9th. So, uh, and this is from a human design perspective. Okay. On the 9th, we have what is called a nodal shift. So oh. when we look at the south and the north nodes in astrology, they're in a sign, not the same degree of the sign, but they're moving through a sign. And in this case, north node in Aries, south node in Libra. But in human design, we get to see an extra little facet of what's going on with the energies of those nodes. Mm. And the nodes on the ninth will shift into like territory that's very exciting. Let's set it that way first, okay. but also could be shocking as the north node moves into the gate 51. And the gate 51 sits on the heart center or the will center, and it is known as the gate of shock shock and awe, right? Where the unexpected happens, where we are shaken to our core sometimes in some ways, not as a way to harm us or hurt us, but to awaken us. So in that shadow of the new moon, we have this very intense change. And the south node reminds us at the gate 57 which is sitting on the spleen center, a center about survival and thriving and flourishing, it reminds us that we are intuitive beings. So that one way to work through those shocks and surprises is through listening to your inner voice, listening to that intuition. Now that node shift will be with us all the way until May. So I wouldn't expect that that day will hold a huge shock, but I will guarantee that somehow through those next couple of months that there are some things that can really awaken us um, as a collective, right? As a collective. So remember that the nodes are, are um, the, so the North node, the personal and the collective direction that we're moving in, right? What we need more of while the South node is what we're releasing. Um, or where the gifts are that we hold that we can bring forward to use in a new way. So with those um, 
nodes moving into that pair of gates, what we have is likely some very big changes potentially going on in the collective, right? Maybe because we have to in order to thrive or survive to be able to move into the future. So and, let me ask you a question right there. Yeah. Um, it's still relative to Aries in the in North Node and Libra in the South. So can you create an example of this gate in North Node and Aries? Yes, I can. So North Node and Aries is all about your identity, being true to yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the gate 51 will awaken you to where you are an inauthentic or where you have not been true to yourself. And what usually will happen, because, you know, human beings were stubborn creatures, um, something will happen that crumbles the existing uh, project, foundation, whatever it is, so that you are forced almost to become more authentic or to look at things in a new way. So um, it is one of those gates in human design that we call a red flag because we don't always know how it's going to uh, show up. It's going to be very individualized. Okay. And like if you're someone who already has the gate 51 defined in the chart, these shocks may not be as strong for you because you're already used to this idea of change and moving with your individuality and transformation towards those things. But for those people who do not have the gate 51, it's going to be suddenly this wake up call or an aha moment. It can be that as well. The epiphany, the revelation. Mm. So it could be very positive, but I think human beings, we don't like it when we're pushed off of our comfort zones. Sure. And this is one that will really push us off our comfort zone for the first, you know, three or four months of the year. It feels very, it sounds very like Uranus. It's very, you know, revelatory and sudden and kind of shocking. Or, yeah. And I also am thinking of like the tower card inside of uh, tarot, the, the, the tarot. Ooh, yeah. That's what I think of it. I don't know. Yeah, because like the 51 is, we can always look to the 51 in a chart when um, somebody, let's say, comes up with a cancer diagnosis. And now suddenly their whole life has to change to go oh, more oh. toward healing. And really? then in retrospect, they go, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Right? Because it changed my life. It changed my idea of what joy is and or whatever they're saying about it. Oh, and yeah. that's the awakening kind of thing that we get with the gate 51. Okay. It moves us to be more embodied spirits mm. because that's the gate on the other side, okay. right? Is the gate of spirit. So wherever you're out of alignment with that shock will happen to move you more toward that spiritual self, that divine entity that you are. Perfect. Cause that's kind of in the cards anyway for the year with Saturn and Pisces, right? Okay. Absolutely. But I, Pisces, I mean, yeah, the thing about it, though, is that people react as opposed to respond sometimes oh, to these yeah. shocks. And of course, the, that means in the collective, we're likely, especially with the force of Pluto this month moving yeah. into Aquarius again, uh, we're likely to see the uh, rubber band effect of um, some of the 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 nastiness that's been going on in the world we're already seeing it right people already um just to go with the with the uh israel um palestinian issue going on we're already seeing that 
you know, at first everybody was behind Israel and there was like, oh yeah, you got to get these people out of there. But now we're seeing the effects of what's going on with the people and how they're suffering. And now the tide is turning. That's what I call this rubber band effect. It starts out one way, but then the shock and the horror set in and we go a different direction. So be, be ready. Cause I don't know how that's going to look in the wider world. Right. Uh, I have, you know, ideas but they're just ideas that's be right. ready <laughs> that's right. the whole idea be ready be ready Everything for anything possible anything is possible so there's that node shift and that same day the sun is in a trine to uranus and oh. mars is in a sextile to saturn so those coupled together right. are very powerful transits yes. that are happening um and i think they're of an empowering nature i don't see them as you know terrible, terrible. The trine with Uranus just means that maybe some of the things that are, we're awakening to set the tone for a kinder, gentler, more compassionate, empathic, or em empathetic world. Ooh. I like that. I like that too. I choose to think of them that way. I'll be Pollyanna today. It does sound like those days, uh, eighth and ninth, do, I mean, with the sun being present, and it's more likely we will recognize something on or around those days, don't you think? With the sun I so think so. present. Yeah, I think so too. Let's flag those days, everyone. <laughs> Eighth and ninth. Um, in my calendar, it doesn't show them in a green or in a red. So really? the, the calendar, well, of course, the calendar doesn't take into effect human design. Right. But uh, I would say that nine has the potential uh, for being a green day. Mm -hmm. But all of that caveat dependent on how you as an individual greet this energy of change exactly. um, of what's happening around you. So, and the moon that day is, sh is shifting from Sagittarius to Capricorn. Yep. <laughs> so we, the shifting and the morphing of the sands of time, what can we say? Wow. And then the new moon on Thursday, the 11th, it is um, a new moon in Capricorn. It's a yep. late Capricorn moon this time because uh, last year, the Capricorn moon was much earlier. So here we get to really be in that energy of Capricorn, the planning, the goal setting, the ambition, the drive, the setting up of a foundation. It's a beautiful new moon, albeit energetic, high energy. I am with you. Um, I'm going to listen because this is a loaded uh, event. So I'm going to listen. We, you know, we really simplify things in the energy almanac. Um, so I'm going to listen to all the stuff you're going to say, and I'm going to add it to my notes on my page 35 of my almanac. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Page 35. Um, so the first thing is that the first thing that I noticed is that the sun and moon together in their conjunction is also close to conjunction with Pluto mm -hmm. at the 29th. The, the new moon is occurring at 20 degrees, 44 minutes. Yeah. of uh, Capricorn and Pluto is sitting at 2941 of Capricorn. Now, normally I would go with about a five or a six degree orb, but it's Pluto. Right. So we can gain, we can take a 15 degree orb with Pluto right. and still call it a conjunction. So that already sets the tone that this new moon has a very transformational impact. And that transformational impact is likely structured in very Aquarian facing ways. It's Capricorn still, yep. but we're looking at what happens 
the very next week is Pluto moving into Aquarius, Aquarius. and conjuncting the sun exactly on that day. Mm. So we have, we have this very, you know, interesting time in that new moon to really take up the best of the past. Yes. Oh, I love that. And to move it forward with us into the future while relinquishing the baggage that we don't need any longer, that doesn't fit any longer, right? There's so much I could say about this that impacts the politics of the time, the religions, the, you know, the struggles that, that we're all facing. Um, Because here's our open invitation from the cosmos to build upon what's been good. Right. And what's been stable and what we can count on while letting go of everything else and not being afraid to go into the future. I always feel that's what Pluto is here for. Out with the bad so that we can build what's good. And I always do this with Pluto. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) and now I'm growing something. (laughs) And and astronomers tried to demote him. I mean, really. Oh, come on. That little powerhouse Tasmanian devil is what I call him, you know? Yes, but he does it in a way like Uranus is more that Tasmanian devil that you don't expect what you know, he might do. But from the aspect of the Tasmanian devil being on a course, right, and yeah. and chewing up the ground, as it were, while he's on his way to right. it, that is very Plutoan, right? Yeah. So it's a, a more insistent, uh, but maybe a slower process of change and transformation. Uh, but when you have that happening at a new moon, Ooh. it's an open invite to just, okay, let's be done with all of that and move forward. But don't forget to bring with you all of the things that really made a difference in your life or that makes sense in the context of a new future. Mm. Now, in likewise manner, we have a trine from the new moon to Uranus. Mm -hmm. And a trine is an aspect that just implies sort of an ease and grace and flow in the energies between the two. Um, the, The new moon is in Capricorn. That's an earth sign. And Uranus is in Taurus, also an earth sign. So they have common ground to work with here. And Taurus is a building sign. Capricorn is also a building sign, but in a different way. Capricorn builds the bones of of, uh, the plan, let's say, or the blueprints, right? And Taurus puts it into concrete form. Mm -hmm. So it is um, kind of a positive thing, I think, to look at in January that if we wait until that new moon to really start to institute things in our own personal lives, that we have this full authority coming from the universe behind us in this aspect to um, help us. Now, there's a little a little uh, tension, let's call it, or stress, uh, because the new moon is also in an almost exact square Mm -hmm. to the nodal axis. So Mm -hmm. when I say that, I mean the south node is at 20 degrees, 13 minutes of Libra, the north node at 2013 of of Aries, while Capricorn squares both of those signs, and the sun and moon are at 20 degrees, 44 minutes. So it is almost curious to hear about this, Janet, tell me about this and what this means. Well, if you think of the nodal axis, in this case, as our destiny, like where are we going collectively, but also individually, right, the new moon brings this to us as individuals, then 
what it shows us is the uh, difficulties that we might have in releasing the past and moving oh. on into the future. Like we're holding on, like you can see it just, I don't like to go too much into politics, but you just watch the, the, you know, teeth and nails holding on to yeah. uh, the old yeah. and you know, it's like they're on the last claw holding on because in this case you can't hold on any longer. That's why I say it's going to be very, this is a year it's pivotal in that we have to decide what we take with us and what we leave behind. Sure. Yep. And those nodes squaring say, okay, what, what work are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. are, are you going to just stay the same? Because the universe isn't going to allow you to be the same, mm -hmm. but you can yeah. go kicking and screaming or you can go with ease and grace. Right. So there you oh, have that. Ease and grace. I'm easy um, race all the way. But, you know, as soon as I say that, then something's going to pop up in my own personal life. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. want to let go. Right. Well, so that that's kind of the, the issue in a square. There's this tension that we're feeling, this like roiling energy that's saying, OK, I got to move in a new direction. But I'm a little fearful. Right. Uranus even though he's revolutionary and he's a part of this new moon, he's in Taurus, a sign that likes its comfort zone. Right. Slow so, to change. So we're going to have to put some consciousness to it, Tam. Mm. Well, we always should. And applied knowledge is power. And for those of us who are, I'm looking at the comments now, you know, reading and watching, we are the aware ones. So let's let our consciousness rule. Um, what we, we do. <laughs> respond not react our famous line right yep yep that's what yep. astrology is for i yep. think absolutely now if the uh sun and moon are squaring the nodes they are also squaring chiron mm. a little chiron is lagging a little behind the nodes or uh, ahead of the nodes because the nodes back in mm -hmm. but um that is activated as well and chiron holds the wound of identity here right. because he's in aries yep. so who am i is a big question Oh like, boy. Who am I? Where am I going? What am I here for? What is what is the purpose of all of this angst? What is the purpose of all this anger and upset? And what's the purpose of life in general? <laughs> I mean, I asked myself that just over the Christmas holidays. What is all of this? And you know, those are questions that need to be answered, but they have to be there's no one pat answer. Right. It's, it's going to be different for everyone, for sure. It's going to be different for everyone. And everyone will be feeling that sort of chironic wounding around their identity, whether that's because of the way they were raised as children, taught to believe certain things and that they could only achieve certain things, um, you know, or whatever it is, right, that we're dealing with that and its impact in our identity. Like, can we be more than we believed we could be? Big question, not answered probably this year, but certainly something that we can take up as a call to meditate on or contemplate uh, as we move into, you know, the future. And then a sextile to Neptune uh, from the new moon makes it all a little bit more blurry, but also more spiritually inclined. Like maybe we'll just feel like, you know what, give it to God, give it over. <laughs> Right. I, I can't make head nor tail sense of all of this. So or the answer is love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Love L O V E. 
right? And isn't love, oh, I can't remember what it turns out to be in a numerological sense, but um, isn't the year we're going into a universal year six? Yes. And, and that's uh, six is the number of love and also the number of Venus. Yes. Yeah. So it's a great year for us to take up the cause of balance and harmony and peace. Uh, that's 24, and, by the way. The, the, the year is an eight year with a six sub story. Six is the sub. Uh, story. I knew six entered into it somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's just going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Yeah. Uh, but everybody should understand that at the new moon, there is a lot of Capricorn energy, which suggests you've got to really take a look at what it is you can leave behind and what it is that you truly authentically want to take forward with you. Mm -hmm. And then expect that there's going to be some madness going on around us. <laughs> yeah. Changes and court proceedings and blah, it's all out there. Oh, but yeah. the new moon. about that, right? Like collectively you're right the whole legal schmeagle all of that could definitely play out around yep. this frame yeah the political uh south no the note the south node being in libra a sign of politics politics and, and diplomacy and tact and all of the things that we think of as how we get along in the world good point um so yeah that's impactful too but note it's the south node yes which means that we probably have to take a new look at what we're doing out there exactly. in the world. Right. I've long said that, that we have to do that really quickly. I want to say, you know, again, I'm always about simplifying information. I, mm -hmm. I refer to the nodes as instruction books. Um, your, hmm. your North node is your instruction book for tools you can use to move yourself forward. The instruction book for the past is in the South node. These are information you can leave behind and work with. So tool, tools really they're tools yeah. for us is how i look at them yeah yeah they are that's exactly right tam they're tools they're gifts they're talents they're yeah. they're the thing experiences it's the akashic records if you will yes. of your um astrology because it's holding on to every experience every tale oh. that's been told i love and that language that's true the akashic records of your personal natal chart or the collective chart that's brilliantly yeah. said yep yep and it's up to us then how we take that wisdom that's contained there and use it into the benefit of the North Node, which in this case is Aries. How do we establish a new identity nationally, um, globally, individually? How do we establish that? Yeah. And it's coming with a wound because, you know, sometimes we just don't want to give up who we think we are. Right. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. <laughs> a very, very power. It's notice on your calendars. It's in green, right? If you guys have gotten your calendars from me, it's in green. So that means it's a good day. Yeah. I don't know if that's personally for me or if that's all in general, because I've set this one for m my personal days. Um, but I would look at it as it's positive. Okay. And that's followed on the 12th. So we're in the new moon window still uh, with Mars coming into a trine with Jupiter. Like that is a beautiful yes. affirmation of what can happen when you remain optimistic, right. when you hold a bright vision of the future, mm -hmm. and when you take steps, action toward establishing the new. Right. And would you also agree that with Jupiter being in Taurus, this could be relative to 
something about uh, resources and or self-worth? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think we might even find that we hear some some positive economic news, like maybe the economy is moving ahead faster. I have already heard that a couple of different times. I noticed that my crypto holdings have like doubled yeah. in the last um, couple of months. Like I was so depressed because I was losing, you know, money and now it's all back. I'm like, woohoo. Uh, so things are looking brighter in terms of the market capacities and things yes. like that. But have we learned the lessons that Pluto taught us right. way back in 2008 right. when the whole thing went to hell in a handbasket? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'll be a question for us oh, in the future. Boy. I hope yeah. everybody's as excited as I am about Jupiter finally um, stationing direct. Jeez Louise. This later this week. <laughs> yes. Later this week. Uh, in fact, Oh, I don't even have that on here. Jupiter stations direct. Uh, December. Must be the 30th. I think it's I the think 30th. so. I think that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday. Friday. Friday or Saturday, whatever day that is. Yeah. <laughs> We're about January. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're talking about this. Um, and then Mercury on the 13th moves into Capricorn. If we don't already have enough Capricorn energy, you get some more. Let's sprinkle a little more on there. And so yeah. now we can really get serious about analyzing the plans and what we're going to do. And whoosh, I have so much Capricorn energy. I love it. And it's a time to communicate with clarity, yep. with authority yep. and practicality. Right. right. You can't just have these pie in the sky dream kinds of things. They're nice. Oh. But how are you going to make it happen? What are you going to do? I, right, so focusing. I, a, dream, <laughs> a dream without a plan is just a wish. Capricorn energy is perfect to take that dream and really ground it in and and uh, put your plan in action. And hello, if you need help with that, that's what I do. I am Yay. a strategic and spiritual business coach. Reach out. Let's talk. I have open office hours this year. My new business model is open office hours. So Ooh. reach out to me. Yeah. Nice. Good yeah. one. And people can reach out to you at Tam at choose big change.com. And a Sharon Little is in there. Type it in the or oh, Janet, I'm doing it right now. Big change. Awesome. Right. Tam at big change.com. Choose big change.com. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, shoot. <laughs> choose oh, big change.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. And now I will actually put that up on the screen. Loves uh, a good work session. I like the whole planning and getting your business you out to the world. I love it. There you go. So um, that's interesting because, you know, some people may need help with this. The yeah. air signs, right? Yeah, <laughs> air that's signs true. might need help getting practical, getting <laughs> down to earth, right? Planning um, is the jam. Yeah. And, you know, Mercury going into Capricorn, if if it's not already apparent by all the other uh, planets in Capricorn, is a time to find ourselves getting more organized, yes, um, more disciplined, mm -hmm. and more efficient in awesome. what we're saying, in what we're doing, in how we're doing what we're doing. Um, I, I think it's an invitation to be more patient and more perseverant and understanding that manifestation on this planet takes a little more time than I want it now. Yes. Um, so it'll be a really good um, uh, help for us to achieve our dreams uh, or our objectives. But we also have to not forget to connect with our intuition during this time, right? There's more than just the what we do. It's about also who we be. Like I actually would 
add that I feel like that's that's like an underlying flavor of the whole year. Like if I am telling everybody, like, let's use the information from 2023, which is the answers come from within. You know, that seven energy of 2023 was about going in for answers and silence is good for us. And let's that that to me, a lot of that is the Saturn and Pisces energy. And let's we have that to work with all year, like start in January. It, does this feel in alignment? Absolutely. And, and allow these answers to come in. Um, and there is no one pat answer either. And yeah, right. I mean, what is good for you and how you work is not how I'm going to work in, right. in my best way. So everybody has to find that path forward for themselves and be authentic in it. I mean, the energy of Capricorn, when it's working in its highest and best, is about almost ruthless authenticity. Yeah. Integrity right? and authenticity. Integrity. Yeah. You've got it. Right. So there's all that. Love it. What's your next day? Holy cow. I'm just checking the time to make sure we make it through the month this, this year, this time. Um, hold on. My next one is the 19th Mercury and Capricorn trine Jupiter and Taurus. I have that on the 19th as well as Venus squaring Neptune that day. Yes. And that was another one that I have too. Yep. It seems like a Neptune sort of week because that yeah. week on the 15th, we start with the sun in a sextile to Neptune okay, and then know. we go into Mercury in a sextile to Saturn. And then we go into, you know, the Venus squaring Neptune, so all of these like emotional kind of, it does. It seems like, um, that, um, emotions may be triggered from, right. you know, changes that are being made in your life. I want to also say that there's something in all of our psyches at this point. And for a lot of us, it may be there and we're aware of it. For a lot of us, it may be there, but we're not aware of it yet. And that is of this very powerful transition that we're going through um, in beginning, actually, in January, um, that will impact us now and into, uh, I don't know, 20, the next 20, 20 years. Yeah. 20, yeah 40, 20 years. 2044 or something. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think sometimes we feel the weight of it but we don't quite know what it is. What is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is that that I'm feeling? Oh. And I think that yes. starts to crystallize for each of us. And these, these moments before the 20th, which is a big day in the month, um, kind of remind us about our internal landscape and being intuitive and living life from the spiritual um, point of view as much as possible. Uh, but simultaneously remembering that you're on a physical planet and you have to take physical steps to do anything. Right. Right. So uh, it is, it, it's a sort of, I don't know, it's a kind of a beautiful week. Yeah. But underneath it, we just feel this weight, this magnitude of something that has yet been identified. Mm. And that is a part of the 2024 as we go in is the magnitude of those changes. What is it bringing to us? Because, you know, we're not necessarily creatures of change, <laughs> even though change is the name of the game. Um, and we might really feel like something's up mm -hmm. because it is. Because it is. Because yeah. it is. Yeah. And then awesome. on the 20th. Oh, my gosh. So that day, if it wasn't enough that Pluto's moving into Aquarius at zero degrees, zero right? Degrees. Zero degrees is an anoretic degree or a critical degree. Right. 
And it is a degree of possibility. It is a degree of new beginnings. It is a degree of, God, I'm going to say this, but I'm not quite sure this works out exactly, but it's like a a tabula rasa, a blank slate, the tabula rasa. Have you ever heard that term? No, I never had heard that. Okay. Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa, a blank slate that nothing has yet been written upon, a newborn tabula rasa, right? The earth has not quite written a, um, uh, a, a screenplay yet on that, that infant. Um, tabula rasa in this respect means that we have not only Pluto moving into Aquarius. Now this is the second time. So it's not like this is the first time, right? but on that day, the sun also conjuncts Pluto yes. at zero degrees of Aquarius. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So it's stacked, right? There's this stacking going on um, as we pick up that day's energy. I starred this day because I think even more so than the new moon, it it tells the tale. So everybody should circle January 20th or so on their calendars Mm. um, because something likely in the world will rear its head that gives us an idea of what the magnitude is of the changes that are going to be taking place. Mm. That zero degrees is that powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be some beautiful expression of something in the world. It could be the, the exact opposite that shows us this glaring disparity, let's say, between those who have and those who have not. Uh, the glaring disparity between uh, the... Uh, war-torn world and the world that's at peace, sort of, right? So lots of things that can be going on on the 20th, but just note them. Note how you're feeling about it, mm. right? How, what's going on in your own personal life that day? This, journal. <laughs> this whole year, Tam, is a journaling year. I agree with you. I know. <laughs> it's a journaling year because in some very key ways, we're also wearing something down. Mm. Um, oh. We're coming because in 2025, which we've not yet written the almanac for 2025, but in 2025, Uranus changes signs. We have um, Neptune changing signs. And when outer planets that take that long time to transit through something change signs, there's usually some big thing it's a year of completion. I 2025, it's a year of completion. Yeah, it's the end of a journey of the sorts. Of a journey there's more the journey people. to take, but yeah. Right, 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 right. And so we're getting sort of a teaser, maybe, mm-hmm. um, on January 20th about what more is possible. Now, here's what I wrote about it. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> a long pause, <laughs> A, long, a pregnant pause. Right. Um, it is such a powerful astrological degree, zero Aquarius is. And it signifies that transformation of the self and the collective. And that transformation is often very future oriented in Aquarian energy. It's the future. It's time. But as we look ahead. Where in Capricorn, it was time as we look behind us. Right. 
And Aquarius also represents the humanitarian, the innovative, the rebellious, right? right. So there's freedom. some very key freedom, yeah. some key energies that are in there, but it can also represent resistance to change, oh. the fear of change, okay. power struggles in the dynamic, one yeah. side saying, yes, we're all for freedom and change, but yet the evidence suggests that everything you do takes away freedom, yeah. and another side being uh, that way, but in a different way. I mean, ugh, it's like we, we are in this very weird thing. So I'm guessing that the key for all of us is to embrace the new while letting go of the old and the outdated. Mm -hmm. um, and this aspect to me also represents a global shift in consciousness. Yes. Love right? that. Amen. Yes. So there may be breakthroughs. There may be breakdowns. Right. Um, especially in things like technology and science and religion and social movements and politics, because Aquarius rules kind of those things, right? That's that Aquarian area. Um, and we just have to be aware that we'll need courage to go forward here. But and what I what I Googled, and this, this is so funny because I just went, you know what? I'm just going to Google this and see what I get. <laughs> what might a global shift in consciousness look like in 2024? You Googled that? I Googled that because I'm like, I don't know what it's going to look like. So I Googled it to see uh, uh, what, what Google would say. And um, a global shift in consciousness is a term that refers to a collective awakening of humanity to a higher level of awareness, compassion, and wisdom. Mm. And it's a phenomenon that many people believe is happening or will happen in the near future as a result of various factors, such as environmental crises, social movements, spiritual practices, technological innovations, etc. And here are some of the signs. These are not my own ideas. These came from Google. <laughs> but I liked them enough to bring them up this morning as the energy of what's possible here. One, a greater sense of interconnectedness and empathy among people of different cultures, religions, and backgrounds, leading to more cooperation and harmony in solving global challenges. Let's hear it for that. <laughs> Sign me up. Check. A deeper appreciation and respect for nature and all living beings, resulting in more sustainable and ethical choices and actions. Take that too. Thank you. Check. Sign yep. me up. A higher level of creativity and innovation as people tap into their potential and express their unique gifts and talents. Love Check. it. Yes. That's what we've been saying all morning, right? right? Right. A more holistic and integrative approach to health and well-being, incorporating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. Ooh. Another Check. <laughs> And a more authentic and meaningful way of living aligned with one's true purpose and values. Janet, can I make a special request? Yeah. Check. Can you, can you copy and paste that into a post? Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Into a, either here in the chat or in a Facebook post. Like, that's beautiful. Isn't that? And that was from Google, right? We all think AI is so bad. But look. Look at that. I'll take it. Amen. Yeah. I'll take that. Now, it doesn't say anything about how we get to those points, right? In between that vision is probably a lot of choices and a lot of uh, things that we have to get through. But I love that idea of this global shift oh. and it being one of our own making because we are that powerful as individuals. 
I agree with you. I'm reminded of a coaching question that is can be powerful for people. Um, it, it's going to sound like a statement. Everywhere I'm afraid of the chaos of becoming changed, I now destroy and uncreate that. Everywhere I'm afraid, you uncreate the fear of becoming the chaos of being changed. It's, it is chaotic to go through watching our world as we currently know it unfold and break down. It's the only way through to the other side to what's going to be amazing and great and everything that you just listed. Thank you, Google. Right. I mean, I was like, wow, Google has moved up in the spirituality realm. <laughs> I'm, it might have been Bing. I don't remember. I use Google usually, so it's probably Google. Uh, but anyway, so that's the power of January 20th, right? In the greater con uh, concept of time, that day begins something, right? And to be watchful of what you're feeling that day, what's going on around you that day, what's going on in the bigger, wider world that day as signposts of what more is possible as the rest of the year, uh, but also the rest of the 2020s unfolds. I have a right? quick question. Um, is this impactful for those who have a January 20 birthday? Is it any different for them? I, I, my daughter has a January 20th birthday and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that means for her. Oh, well, it's huge, right? Because her whole year is infused with that energy. And how old is she? Uh, oh, my God. I think she's gonna, no, oh, no, she'll be 34 this year. She's okay. going, yeah, she's going into a seven year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, this is uh, for her kind of a theme that will recur throughout the year, right? That it's not just one and done. But it's also characteristic of someone who likely has a part or a role to play in, in the future of this world. Like I we see. all do. So I don't mean to say that your daughter's special because her birthday's that day, blah, blah, blah. She's special. What are you talking about? She is special. <laughs> but so is everybody. All right. Thank um, you. I, I got what I need. it does impact her. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I mean, like everything after that in this month, it just feels sort of like in support of that particular uh, change that's happening on the 20th. Yeah. Venus does move into Capricorn that next week. So she joins the party. Um, but also we lost the sun in Aquarius. It moved into Aquarius out of Capricorn. So, you know, we're losing the planets in Capricorn, <laughs> but there's still a lot of focus there in that, in that sign. Yeah. And then we have the full moon on the 25th in Leo. Right. What did you think about that? What do I think about that? Well, again, we keep ours, our moons, simple i mean i look at it as a super creative moon and maybe maybe a little frisky too um you know leo hi highlights romance um i i'm looking at it as creative expression and an opportunity to find out what might be in your way of you fully expressing yourself in those ways i'm going to um, show you a, a picture here that i'm highlighting at the moment so if you see me drawing that's what i'm, I'm doing always drawing. um because yeah, yeah. you're an artist. Hello. I mean, I'm always writing as you're speaking is what I should have said. Um, yeah, like it's a light, it's a light energy and a light moon. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm my gonna, God. I'm They're gonna... all on me. It's very social, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Holy. Uh, wow. Yeah. So what I did was I looked at, it almost looks like an umbrella. It does. Uh, the, it's the moon that's holding this down here. This point is the moon. Oh. 
Yep. Oops, the moon in the full moon is actually holding the weight of or the balance point for all of the planets that are above that uh, horizon. And that means that there's a lot of power in that Leo moon. And a Leo moon is about the individual, right? Your individual self-creativity, individual expression. Look at me, right? See me. This is what I do. Um, So it's beautiful, I think, as a full moon, as full moons go. Um, We still see the sun in a very tight conjunction to Aquarius that day. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, to Aquarius, to Pluto in Aquarius that day. (laughs) Uh, Within five degrees uh, of it. So, yeah, very much activated. Um, the, The sun and Saturn are uh, both at five degrees that day. So that is a, uh, of the next sign over. So the sun is in Aquarius, Saturn in Pisces, and that makes it a uh, semi-sextile, which means that there's some level of cooperation of, of kind of collaboration in order to get things off the ground that we might need to enact all of us, not just, you know, if you're an Aquarian. Um, so that's part of that full moon. And then Jupiter is also a part of that full moon, but squaring the sun in that case and also squaring the moon. So we have to watch out for going too far too fast. Right, right. We have to watch out for committing more than we can physically do or mentally do, right? We can't over... um, Yeah, overcommit. So that will be something that we also uh, want to be aware of during that period of time. And um, nothing else really jumped out at me around the full moon, except the weight of those planets in the social sphere of the chart being held by the moon in the more individual part of the chart. So meaning it really depends on what you do how you express yourself and you've got to be in the heart over this. Mm, yes. Right. The Leo in the heart. Absolutely. Leo in the heart, being in the heart. Yep. Uh, we could also look at uh, the black moon. Lilith is also holding some space there. She's in Virgo. So we're also having to purify ourselves meaning not purify like in a religious sense, but, you know, letting go of those things that are toxic to us. Emotions. Release the baggage. Yeah, all that baggage, get out so that we can be the purest expression of ourselves as we go on through the month. Uh, So the day after the full moon, Uranus goes direct. Yay. Yay. Right now, the contrarian nature turns more to the uh, revolutionary. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or not. It's good. But in human design, Saturn, interestingly, changes gates that same day. Now, he's been sitting at the gate of abundance. So I think that that setting has been um, uh, very important in the whole economic outlook changing and and being, you know, looking more optimistic a little bit, like some of the things, the actions that people have taken in the government or in the economy sector are actually starting to bear out some Mm -hmm. fruit, like in a good way. Uh, but now Saturn's going to move into the gate of peace. The gate 37 is on the emotional center. Also, the 55 was on the emotional center. So Saturn is spending a, a great deal of time in that emotional uh, sector of our charts or of our human design, the emotional center, which means that um, 
we, we have to create and build an emotional connection to peace and harmony mm -hmm. through interconnectedness, mm -hmm. through our families. And I don't mean the blood family necessarily, because there's all kinds of uh, representations of family, right? Your yeah. work family, your hobby yeah. family, your social media family, your real family. I mean, all kinds of things, but creating peace will be the big keynote of Saturn now for the next several months after that. Love that. Yeah, I I feel I found that to be very hopeful. Yes. But anytime a planet like Saturn moves into a new gate or a new sign, even what we often see first is all of that it is not in resonance to that energy. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we're seeing all that is not peace mm -hmm. first. Yep. And then choosing peace well, and harmony. I'm thinking about earlier in the month there is some revelatory information coming and then like we have to sort of assimilate it and then saturn goes into this gate where like we're working at peace i think it's perfect so really as january winds down we have this new i don't know flavor as we head, in, head into february where we can work on yeah. uh, practicing peace right or practicing as peace. say being serious and disciplined about our spirituality which I, I mean to me peacefulness is a flavor of spirituality yeah Nuance. and it comes from within right it's, it comes from within yes yeah and when you're peaceful within you when you've created peace within you then it moves to be a shining example of that right. in the outer world and then other people pick that up and then other people pick that up exactly. so anyway let peace be there's a song I mean I grew up a Lutheran so I had all kinds of you know religious music but there was a song called let peace begin with me oh yeah well i had that song too i was raised catholic yeah. but that's a song that's a yeah good song. it's yeah we we sang it all the time let and I, I just felt peace on earth let it begin with me right, Is that right. The one? that's the one all right and it just it's the truth of the time that saturn will be bringing us right and saturn in pisces has been teaching all of us about bringing down the walls and yes. the wall, the biggest wall is fear, yeah. right? The fear of other. Right? You have a question on the chat and I want, while you're reading that question real quickly, for those of you who don't have your new energy almanac yet, Janet has a link to get you an energy almanac. We have all new resources this year, which I think are really fun. And I just want to take 10 seconds to tell you about, we have numerology, Aromatherapy and gemstones combined this year. Um, for January, we're doing moonstone, which I happen to be wearing today, as well as all kinds of stones in a moon. Yeah, aren't we both sage and cypress and tarot cards, rituals, which are really well written, beautiful, a ritual a month, um, a self-care article, a financial article, and my I'm not gonna lie, my very favorite articles are the laughter articles. How to add levity to the year, one article a month about laughter. <laughs> Where's that? Oh, I see it at the bottom of page 39. Bottom of page 39. So I just wanted you to know, like it's it's so much fun this year. You have so many different options for resources. That's all awesome. I didn't even notice that, Tam. Yeah. And JLo's asking about how Saturn will impact those with other planets in that same gate well yeah i'm in that same boat with you jlo because i also have uh planets at the gate 37 so it's 
means that that energy is ramped up for you in some way. So you'd have to go to what other planets are sitting there and understand what would the impact, let's say, of a Mercury be on the gate of peace. Well, that would suggest that maybe you would have to work on your communication uh, in that particular arena. Am I communicating with peace or am I com communicating oh. with anger or words that, that are loaded, let's say. So that would be say a Mercury that might also be there. Um, Venus there might also be offering up possibilities for creating peace in your personal relationships, but you're layering planets there. So it does bring it more into focus and that, uh, energy ultimately is about creating community big theme as we finish up another 400 year cycle that's been going on with human design um what is the community that you're a part of and how to have you found your peeps right i'm relating that to like age of aquarius because i feel mm. like that's part of age of aquarius community is immunity is what I yeah. keep saying. Yeah. 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 So I hope, does that answer your question, JLo? Just, you know, say yes or no. Um, so look at the planet that is also sitting there with Saturn. And if you can understand how that planet is playing out in your birth chart, apply peace to it. Wow. And then you'll have your solution. Wow. Yeah. She says she has Black Moon Lilith there. Oh. I know it will take me on a trip now. The Black Moon Lilith exposes <laughs> us to our personal shadow selves. Hi, Tina. Tina's just saying good morning. We're winding down. Morning, Tina. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's recorded. That's the blessing, yeah, right? Um, yeah. So, Tam, all in all, I think that January is a very important. I mean, it's always. Oh, oh, oh I love that. Do less and like it. Um, <laughs> this is my mantra for the year. I love it. That yep. is beautiful. But everybody should make their own poster of what do they want in 2024. Something simple, something with words, something colorful or not. Put something in front of you to remind you of what you want in the year ahead. Yeah, I already had my word for this year um, back in uh, December, I mean, uh, October. And that was completion. Yes. And I thought, I felt like there, this is a great opportunity for us to bring completion to certain in our lives. And I have uh, a lot of things that I looked back at that I wanted to bring to completion. So projects mostly like things nice. I want to end. Yeah. So everybody find their word. I love that. I, not everybody can be as. <laughs> you don't have to be an artist. You don't. you don't have to be as creative as I am, but anything that's a visual reminder for who um, you yeah. want to be, how you want to show up, what you want to feel in the year ahead. That just happens to be the way I do it. That's all. I think it's beautiful. That's wonderful. Uh, well, that brings us to a close for the month of January, a look ahead. Uh, I do not have, yes, I do. What would be February's dates? Nope, this is not a calendar like that. Um, Here, let's see. Let's meet again. Let's meet again. On, uh, is it going to be the 24th or is it going to be? February. Oh boy. Or it would be hmm. the, the last Wednesday of the month or the first Wednesday. Yeah. Where do we begin February? It's February 7th is the first Wednesday. So that doesn't we, work. So it's going to be the 24th. 24th of January. Yeah, that's, what am I? I feel like I'm missing a week. What's going on here? It would be the 31st. What are, my calendar does literally doesn't show that day. 
That's very yeah, weird. weird. Yeah, the 31st is on a Wednesday. I had the calendar sitting. Oh, there right. it is. I got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so Tamina. <laughs> Wow. Sorry for that uh, little hiccup burp there. Uh, we will be together on the 31st to talk yes. about February. And I February is going to be interesting. On my calendar. <laughs> Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tam, it's been a pleasure all year long to be with you. And I look forward to 2024. We can experience this new collective energy together. Mm. Um, take care, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next month. We'll see you later. Year in January. <laughs> All right. Bye for now. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for astrology, human design and Gene Keys wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11am Pacific 2pm Eastern podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and your other favorite outlets.